Welcome to our next episode in our series, It's the People Stupid. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by Ian Robinson. Ian is the director of Chile Information Solutions. And today we are going to be talking about interns and Ian's experience of recruiting and working with interns. So welcome, Ian. Thank you. I'm really pleased to be here. Interns has been an interesting topic of conversation for many, many years for all sorts of different reasons. Lots of people many years ago, I can remember, were challenging the fact that lots of people were offering unpaid internships against paid and all of those things. But today I really wanted to take uh, a journey through your experience of why you decided to hire interns in the first place and what your experience was like in terms of the journey through that um, experience. So. Give me a little bit of a background in terms of why you thought taking interns on would be a good approach for your business. Well, we've been um, looking to expand the business for a while, but I was hesitant to do so because we are a small company and particularly software developers expect a certain salary, but but if you want one, two, three experienced software developers, that's a lot of money. And then the other thing, remembering quite keenly being a young software developer, I've been quite keen to um, sort of pass on knowledge and try and encourage or help individuals and, and, and up-and-coming software developers where we could. And I thought this was an opportunity to sort of grow the business and do that at the same time. So a few different themes there. Cost, mm-hmm. I mean, software developers are definitely not the cheapest recruit in any organisation. Um, and as a small business, I'd imagine a big challenge for you is competing in the in the world of salaries against much bigger software businesses or other businesses who can simply spend more money than you on well that's a key thing absolutely we've got um there's no i can't compete on a salary range with the the big companies you know even if you you think about google and ibm and microsoft and such but even smaller organizations than that but bigger than me um i can't compete on that salary range what i can do is say to the candidates it's about you growing, it's about what you can bring to the company and ideas and energy. And um, what I tend to say is as, as a small company, you will be sat with me, like it or lump it, <laughs> you will be sat with me day in, day out, and um, the, other, the other devs in the team. But the benefit of that, is, of that is if you have an idea, you can just bring it up at any time, um, you know, the coffee break, during the, during the team chats, during the work day. And if it's a good idea, we'll run with it. Hmm. I definitely want to come on to some of the bits around what interns get out of the experience of working with you. But So the logic of choosing that as an option is quite straightforward. There's a cost argument, which anyone running a business, big or small, will relate to. But small businesses definitely can't compete in the same way salary-wise um, in that marketplace. And then it's the wanting to give someone an opportunity to develop, which I think is fabulous in terms of the idea of someone coming in early in their career and being given that opportunity so you've reached the point of deciding that's what you want to do what was your approach to trying to recruit those first interns and what was available to help you in that sort of space yeah well we we spoke we um obviously i've known you um because we worked in the same building and i got to know you so i asked you for advice you were really good i basically that was the first thing i do was was you know Went went to you for some free advice, which is always handy, <laughs> and um, and that was invaluable. And then um, I went to the university I went to basically at first, uh, which was Staffordshire University, and asked them, um, you know, how how you go about it. Or is there a program? Well, it was specifically interns I was looking for, not apprenticeships. 
uh, not apprentices, because I wanted somebody, at that time I felt I wanted somebody who was a little bit older, a little <laughs> bit more mature, a little bit further along. Because it is such a large investment in time and effort, you know, you, you want to make, I just wanted to make sure they were at a certain, a higher level. Um, but yeah, we contacted the universities at first, and they've got various job boards, and they've got placements and, and departments, sorry, that you can speak to. So um, we had a, it was a bit of a mixed mixed response from the universities. As you can imagine, some were better than others. Kiel was particularly good. Um, they've uh, we, we they've got a graduate jobs placements and internships department. You generally go with the university that engages with you you know you get you, you get a feel for it you get to know the person and and, and then they make they give you uh, cvs and then the other thing we did was in the end we found was to just um, advertise on indeed something like indeed.com um this i've heard people say that they don't use something like that because of the cot they, they get charged but if you use i know for indeed if you don't sign up to some of the extra plugins and stuff we, we did it all for free and um, we were a bit dubious about, um, you know, we, we weren't sure what um, applicants we'd get. But we found with the combination of both, we got a real excellent range of applicants. I mean, some didn't pay attention to the advert too much. We, we'd get um, applicants that weren't exactly suitable. Um, but, um, you know, you get, I think you get that regardless. Um, but, yeah, we got a, a lot of really good applicants. Well, I, I'm not going to take any credit for <laughs> this podcast. It's never about plugging our services. It will obviously edit out the fact that you mentioned free. <laughs> that just doesn't seem to be in my vocabulary. <laughs> so you've been to the universities directly to get straight into that source. I'm interested in why you referenced the apprentices model wasn't suitable mm -hmm. because you wanted someone who's I guess a little bit more experienced in terms of their knowledge and how quickly they come on board with you. Yeah it's, I think it's a balancing act isn't it but um, you know I could employ two interns for the same cost of an experienced dev with the hope that you know both but at mm -hmm. least one hopefully will work out but um, it's, it's all about spending time about the amount of time I felt as well as the money um, that you're going to devote to this because it'll take a period of time before you realise whether that's the right person or not of course and you're going to do that with an intern so it was finding a balancing act and I felt that rather than a young apprentice I go for that middle ground which was tends to be an intern so I was thinking of a, a student who done two years of the degree had a gap year was going to, as part of the degree to do an internship year and then they go back for the final year what did surprise me was I got I did get quite a few um, graduate software developers that were willing to do the internship even though it is a lower salary than a, a junior software dev role. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I both got people who were in the degree and people who'd finished the degree as well. Interesting. So your your experience is sounds like it was more positive than maybe you even expected in terms of the quality of people you were then able to access. Far more. Yeah, I got a, a real. I mean. You, yeah, you speak to people and, and I speak to other employees who perhaps have got more experience than me, but they are always quick to, I think, or some are quick, not all of them, to, to talk about how they haven't got the skills when they come to work, how they haven't got the attitude when they come to work. Um, and I found I had a really positive experience. Um, again, I think it, it points to the thinking about the internships, some of the interns we've employed. In you know, the first one we did, he was actually doing a, a master's degree, so he'd 
he he was doing this. I hadn't come across it before. He'd done three years of his degree. Then he was doing his internship break. Then he was going back to complete it. So he didn't even have a degree. He he was sort of like a he, he wouldn't get anything until the end, which was it was a five year course, including the internship. So of course he, when he came to us, he was already twenty one, twenty two. So and then when I think about another intern who worked really really well, he'd had um, a gap year for various uh, uh, reasons. Um, so he came to us at 23. So again, it was backing mm. up that thing that actually, you know, if you, um, I do think age had a little bit to do with it. Um, but he had a really positive experience. They were, met some, you know, it, it became quite a difficult choice. Uh, there was quite a few I could have employed if I'd, if I'd had the resources, I think. So a difficult choice in terms of turning people down. Yes, yeah. And I think, to me, you've hit on something really important. I, I, I constantly come across people who will have that sort of negative view of lack of experience, doesn't have this, so it's that mindset of looking for the negative rather than looking to the positive. What was it you specifically were looking for that was enabling you to take that more positive approach or have that positive experience? What were the specific qualities you were looking for in the candidates? Yeah, um, I, I think um, a level of geekiness, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've got to love what they're about. Having a passion about what you're doing, and you know, I think uh, you can see that coming across in an interview. Absolutely. So even if people, it's difficult to fake that is properly. You know, uh, <laughs> so that comes across. And then I'm really keen on, you know, what have they done? Have they worked in the past? Quite a few hadn't worked. It, I have had a mixed bag. Some never never had a job before, which surprised me, given their age, um, and the others did, um, and I thought that was interesting. But I, I thought it would be the case that the ones that did hadn't worked wouldn't be as strong as candidates. Um, I'd always recommend that um, someone at university, you know, gets a part time job because I think it comes across. But that's what I was looking for—that personability. So. <laughs> Than being personable, being able to talk. Yes, they've got to have the skills. Yes, they've got to. Have, they've got to have a hunger to learn, and a passion about what they're doing. And 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 I'm not talking about you know anybody who's over the top. These were quite as being software developers. Quite a few of them were quite quiet individuals, but you could see that spark when they were talking in their eyes when they were talking about software or tech. Um, but it was being personable. I, I want to take them to meetings to talk to clients if I can. You know, um, I don't want somebody who's just going to sit in the corner. I want them to grow because as a small business, I'm, I'm under no illusions that they might learn their skills and move on. This is what happens. But what I really would like to do eventually is that person is a software developer, runs a project on their own, um, runs a team of developers eventually if possible. You know, if they want to, I say this to them again as a contrast to a big organisation. If you want to grow with the company and you have an idea, then... I'll give you the ball and you can run with it. But that's the freedom we've got. If you can generate income, it can be a success, then that's great. And, and that, if that means that you do it on your own, then fine. If it means you do it, you need to eventually be running a team, that's great. I can take a back seat, concentrate on other things while you run the team. So I'm really looking for that person who's got, um, I suppose, a little bit multifaceted in that sense. I really like what you said about that passion, desire. What I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think so many people take a sort of box ticking approach sometimes to recruitment. I haven't got this, haven't got that. But mm. you know, it's always about that 
engine, if you mm. like, of someone wanting to achieve something. And when you've got raw talent, which a lot of interns and you know graduates will have, that real desire to want to prove that they can do something, mm. that's worth so much more. And I think you know giving them the opportunity then is is you know you've got that fabulous platform to go for. I agree totally. I'm always amazed. Um, I'm not an expert in recruitment at all. I've not got loads of experience in it at all, but I've worked for big uh, healthcare organisations, NHS trusts and the like, private and public, and um, I was at some point in that career I started being involved in interviewing. And I was set a test when I came to some of these, some of these roles, and I always set a test, and I'm amazed at how many companies or colleagues I've talked to, similar companies and stuff, and in the NHS and, and other healthcare organisations, don't tend to set a test. I find it really useful. So I do the test first as an interview format, 25 minutes, paper test. Um, then I tend to do a practical test as well as that, which is really simple, but I'm looking for questions about best practice. Here's a website, here's two, here's two websites, they look the same, which one's been done properly, which one hasn't, and why, that sort of thing. And then I have the interview afterwards. And I, I'm not cruel. I make sure, I, well, I don't believe I am. I try my best not to be, I'm not trying to be cruel in the testing process. But I, I do look at the, the candidate's CV and I might check that there's a couple of questions in there that I'm pretty sure they don't know the answer to. And uh, they might surprise me, and that's fine. It's nothing overly complicated, perhaps in an area which I know they won't have covered at university. And the key thing for me is as much about them admitting they don't know the answer to that, but being interested in what it's about. That hunger that you were talking about, that willingness to learn. I don't want somebody who's, who's never, never willing to admit that they don't know about something, because it's perfectly normal, you know. I think honesty is mm. such a refreshing... Yeah. <laughs> should be the benchmark and I'm smiling just thinking of the world we live in at the moment mm. but you know, that um, openness and willingness to admit that they haven't got those skills is really important. I actually think what you've just said is you, you've sort of denigrated yourself saying I'm not a great recruiter but it's clear to me you actually had a very methodical and process driven Mm. way to recruiting the, the fact that you've got tests in place I, I think they're very useful for certain roles and if you're looking at people just giving them that opportunity to prove that they actually have a, a good idea of what they're doing in your space you know, simple tests can be very very valuable so I don't think you are such a poor recruiter <laughs> in that regard because you've clearly put some effort and some thought into that process I, the other side of this for me is around the intern themselves because um there are a number of things going through my head at the moment. First, I love the idea that you know you've got you're giving people the opportunity, and you've admitted already that you're quite likely to lose that person. They may not stay with you after you've finished the internship, or if you offer them a position because they can go to that better-paid job. So, in some ways, you are producing talent for the industry, which is a really good thing. Um, there was a I alluded to earlier that the issues of people the unpaid V-paid. I know you're paying your interns mm. at a a legal competitive yeah. rate but what does the intern get from the experience as far as you're concerned take me through what you think you're giving to them in return because it's giving you a access to a cheaper workforce if you like or an affordable workforce than you uh, would get by going into the commercial market for experienced developers what do you give that person in return yeah well so 
What we get a lot of the time is they tend to look at the candidates have done computer science degrees or, or, or some sort, something in that area, but they don't tend to be focused um, on any particular area. So I'm looking at um, candidates who have done some sort of the degree consistent networking, um, some software development on websites tend to be, it doesn't tend to be degrees where they've done what we call uh, perhaps embedded systems programming, because that's not all where our business focuses. So, but I get these candidates and they don't have a particular, a lot of them don't have a strong sense of where they want to go. So because we do quite a bit, what I'm, what I'm very conscious of is when I bring them on is if I give them an exposure to everything we do, a little bit of an exposure to everything we do, it makes it fun for them. And I'm constantly asking them, you know, you, you get a feel for it, but you constantly ask them, which, where do you think, which did you enjoy the most, which did you feel you had the strongest skills in, and, and so on. So we do, um, I give them a little bit of exposure to Umbraco uh, content management systems, which we implement. I give them, they do work on SQL server relational databases, document databases, we use Mongo. They do some TypeScript and JavaScript and Vue.js and C Sharp. And these, for anybody who knows all these different things, will know that you know you tend to either you have somebody who can do all of them, which is fantastic, but but not that common, or particularly at that stage in the career, or you find somebody who has like a, a focus for one of these things. Well, that's what the internship offers. It gives them a chance to figure out what they enjoy and where their skills lie, because otherwise they're they're applying for jobs and particularly in bigger organisations where they're just going to be. Um, pigeonholed into a role um, which is absolutely fine they'll do that for two you know as long as they want maybe one two three years and they'll come out of that role and they've probably only done javascript or they've only done back-end um, coding or C sharp and such like java or they've only done databases and they're like in the back of the mind I know if I being at that age myself years ago um, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'd love to have a little play with that or love to have a little go with that. And that's what we offer is that ability to um, do that and be customer facing. A lot of these, again, you, 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 know, you do a software development role and um, you might not be meeting the client. You do with us. You meet the client, you sit on there. I try to give them exposure to some support tasks as well. You're answering that user queries and things. But um, I don't want to do too much of that because um, they've done a software development degree and from the interview I've picked them because they're passionate about software development. So I, I really think they, they want to be doing that. So that's what I let them do. I love the the breadth of exposure you're potentially giving someone at the early stage of their career who, as you said, doesn't necessarily know what they mm. want to do. So I I really like that sort of idea that you're almost opening their eyes to the opportunities they've got. How do you go about you go about sort of assessing that with them? You said you actually speak to them about what they what they enjoy and whatnot. So that's yeah. a, I guess that's a constant part of the process for you. Yeah, because it's a small again because it's a small company. Um, you sort of I'm not perfect, but you you can pick up on it when they're having a miserable time and when they're happy in the job, can't you? Because we're not a big organisation and I'm in the same office with them. Um, and I'm constantly asking them. We do formal appraisals um, every quarter for an intern, and I do that with that isn't with myself. That's with another member of the company, you know, the operations director, so that they feel hopefully feel they can say what they want to say. I hope they can feel like they can do that all the time. But you, you know, I'll give mm. them the opportunity just in case. 
Um, but yeah, I constantly sort of uh, assess them. I've not, cause, because what I've found, to be honest, what can be difficult, to be perfectly honest, is um, the sort of people I've, I've been perhaps lucky enough to recruit are so keen to please that it can be difficult to get, to, you know, to, to get them to... Be tr being truthful is probably too strong a word. They, they just want to help and they just want to do the job and be seen to be doing a good job. Um, but it is, you know, if they're not happy, I, I want to know because yeah, there's plenty of places where they can, they, they can be happy and they can contribute. Yeah. It's interesting because, um, yeah, I'm smiling as you say that. It's almost a fear, isn't it, of not wanting to upset you in any way because yeah. you've given them the opportunity. They feel that mm. almost duty-bound to enjoy themselves but getting to the truth of that's going to be far more valuable. Yeah. Uh, I, I imagine some of that happens over the time of the internship, that to begin with they're a little bit more um, constantly willing to please and then as they get mm. more established and learn that actually there's no penalty for being honest, if you like, yes. they become a bit more free yeah. with what they want to do towards the I end of the I find they're either painful, a little, uh, bordering on painfully shy or falling over themselves to be helpful <laughs> and I'm like no you don't need to um, um, answer that email at 11 o'clock at night you know you, these are your contracted hours you're fine it's okay <laughs> and that's a great lesson for them as well though mm. this whole you know presenteeism culture of people feeling required to respond because there's electronic communication they have to respond to an email mm. and how long do you tend to take people on for what's the normal length of time for the internship is it the whole year it the is a whole because the, um, the the even though I have had people apply who had finished the degree the only intern just just the interns we've chosen happen to be in the middle of their degree so it's that ac academic mm. year so um, I suppose the other thing to mention interesting so they do though that it's less than 12 months you know it's it's probably hardly less probably 11 months they tend to start I'm trying to think now they start in the August and they tend to finish in the, yeah, finish in the July, so it is 12 months. Mm. Um, and then, the, but the, I suppose a couple of things I could touch on here. The, um, depending on the university, you do have to f be willing to engage a little bit with the university. So I found that um, from one extreme to another, some universities don't even call me or check that you're happy with this, the, the intern. You know, the intern, uh, what I found um, is, particularly where the interns found the job on Indeed.com, um, they're fine. Other universities you know, want to meet you every quarter virtually, mm -hmm. but they, they, they talk to you and the intern, and then they want to talk to you for 10 minutes on your own to see what you think. And um, it goes, some interns have to do coursework during that year, just a report on what they're finding, what their experience is like, um, um, and some don't. So it really depends on the university. Just go back to that point. Mm. Which do you prefer and which does the intern prefer? Because that's a great example. In life, there's, there's this sort of some quite often a feeling of disconnection. You know, I've done this, I won't follow up. And then others who actually are interested in bothering to follow up. Which one do you prefer? Um, uh, because we're always struggling for time. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, it's nice that the well, it's nice for me that um, that if the if the university doesn't need anything from me, but I find it so strange that, mm. that 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 you know they're doing a degree with that university, and yes, they're on an internship, but I don't know. I might be doing them a, a disservice. Perhaps the universities that haven't been in touch with me should have been in touch with me. I don't know, but um, 
Yeah, um, I think the ones that are involved, because it isn't a lot of time, and I think that's quite right, really. Yeah, it's, it's part of the learning. It's and I build a relate. Yeah, and I build a relationship. It helps to build. It helps me to then build a better relationship with that university because, you know, I want another intern eventually. So mm. you know, it uh, it works like that. I was going to also mention the point you made about. Um, yeah, paid or unpaid. So I, I do get asked um, uh, by companies that sometimes I'm, I say, well, we're going to do this project and we're going to have so-and-so and so-and-so allocated to it and we're going to have Joe. And Joe's an intern, um, just to make you aware. And, and they get a bit uncomfortable and they say, well, um, is he paid? And so, oh, and I was surprised. Like, yeah, yeah, of course he's paid. You know, he's paid. So there is a perception out there that I might be employing. And so I'm quick to dispel that. Um, but also, I think our employers, you know, what I found is it's just an employment contract. We give it this label in turn, but I have to pay them above the, the minimum wage or above. I have to give them the holidays, you know. Mm-hmm. They have to have the sick pay and so forth. So um, any employers thinking out there that it's, uh, yeah, it's slightly cheaper. It is cheaper than a, than a, a, a graduate software developer. Not a, a, a huge amount. Um, but you you know, so don't. I don't think anyone, any employer, should be under the illusion that it's free labour. Mm. I think that's where that. It's interesting that you say you still get asked that because mm. it was a long, long time ago that argument was raging, and it's clearly still prevalent that people think you're doing that. So that mm. openness on your behalf of making sure people are fully aware that you're being yeah. open. You've told them it's an intern, but it is someone who's being paid at least the minimum wage and above, mm. and that they are being treated fairly. Um, I wanted to go back. It was interesting when we were talking about the bit about the interns not necessarily wanting to sh- say that they're not liking something as much as other things because one of the a really good techniques to use on that is if you've given them, say, four things to work on as different areas, rank them in order of which one they enjoyed the most and mm. why because then you can start That's to te- tease that out of them. Um, in terms of um, the interns themselves, do you actually then sometimes offer them positions at the end of that because obviously some of them will be going back to finish off their year whether it's a degree or a master's mm. do you do you have you, have you recruited yeah. on the back of this has it been valuable that way that was a key thing that was one of the key goals i probably didn't touch on earlier that um yeah it was i mean i treat the internship as yes they adding value to the company they are a drain on time in in in, in, in one sense but i treat it as a very long interview process that, that's almost what mm. I think of it as, and yeah, I mean, if um, I've um, one, um, I've had successes, and and um, I don't really class it as a as not as a success to be honest, but disappointment, a disappointment. Yeah, I had um, I offered a job um, uh, to two things spring to mind. I offered a job to one intern who was far too good for me. <laughs> and I was I was really lucky to have him for those twelve months, and he was really really good. So I could I, I had no illusions really. I thought he's going to London. He's going to go off to London. He's going to do really well. But uh, you know, you never know the personal circumstances. Mm. You know, what what are they are they are they looking to get? I know they're young, but are they looking to get married? Have they got a long term relationship in the area? Do they want to settle down in the area? So you know, it's always worth it if you've got the right. So I I offered the person the role. They were very polite. They thought about it. They didn't take it. Um, but I think, well, well, I'll come back to that point, but there's, you've got to think about, um, you know, I had a boss years ago who said to me once, and everybody's heard this, but it's so true, it's never burn your bridges. Mm. So I don't, I didn't, I was, 
yeah, as you would expect, you stay professional. He's fine. He was very grateful for the role, and now he does freelance work for me. Well, so there's yeah. a win-win there. After years later, sorry, I should say, he's working yeah, for someone years that's later. That's a really good mm. reflection on you and the process working for that end goal of, mm. as you said, you're giving them the opportunity. They can take that in so many different ways if they stay with you, if they say, no, I'm, I'm going to go into the world at large and work for someone else. But there's still that um, mm. relationship and the fact that sometimes they'll come back and do some freelancing or somewhere with you is great. Exactly, yeah. And then an, an, another chap um, I, um, that I did offer a role to wasn't sure. So at the end of the internship, I, I basically, if, you, if, you, if you're confident about them, is say, the offer's there, we can talk about it. I don't expect you to have a, make a decision now, you've got to finish your degree. Um, I have had instances where they've not wanted to finish the degree, where they've wanted to stay or approach me with the opportunity to stay. And um, I've not had a, an instance where I've encouraged that, to be honest. I've always wanted them to go and finish the, mm. de- told them to finish the degree. Um, because for me, the degree is about, there's a lot of debate at the moment, isn't there, around the cost and the value of a degree because of the cost. But for me, a degree is about opening doors later on in life, if not immediately. So, yeah, they could go, they could drop out of uni, work for me, work for anyone, lots of people really, as a software developer. But are they going to get a job as a project manager or a team leader later on in life without that, when they're competing against somebody who's got a degree? Mm, I think, well, that's, again, they've invested a period of time already. It's, mm. it's that impatience, I guess, sometimes to, mm. to, to move on quickly. But I think it's sound advice to make sure people finish that off. This whole subject, I was actually looking at a, an article briefly this morning around the fact that I think UK employers are massively uh, increasing their recruitment of graduates this year because it's always fascinates me that there's apparently a shortage of people but knowing how difficult it is for graduates to get jobs and to get those opportunities. So this seems to me like a really good way for people to get that experience that lots of employers go back to the early mm. point they haven't quite got. So when they are then completing their degree, they're in a position where it makes it easier for them also to get into that wider world of work, perhaps better and quicker than people who've not done that work experience with yeah. you. So I think it's clear there's a value there all around and you know, working for an organisation that invests in them. It's interesting you referred to how much time it takes and I get that. Um, it's investment though, isn't it? Mm, yeah. It's, it's an investment rather than the cost in terms of and what you're doing. Absolutely. Because of, because of everything we've gone through with the interviewing and, and, and the testing and, and everything else, and I'd rather invest that time with somebody who I know is going to um, do well, whether with us or with someone else or working for us later um, as, a, as a freelance or whatever, than, um, than, than picking the wrong candidate because I haven't taken the time. Mm and then wasting the because you'll waste time that way mm. and that's just a waste waste of their time and yours but what they bring as well they, they bring energy to everyone around them mm. that's that's the thing that I think gets missed so even though you're spending time with them I, I put them with another dev and and that dev is you know he's been working for, with, with me for a while and they're a bit fed up and not fed they probably don't even realise they're fed up but they've been doing the same thing you know and then this 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 young intern comes to them and he's like wow oh you do that oh wow all right okay okay and, and even if he's not being so exuberant and, and mm. saying these words you can tell by the excitement that they're getting that that, that that existing dev can say well actually do you know what what i've been doing for the last two years is pretty cool 
I forgot now how valuable it is to whoever I'm doing it for and how, how clever it is. And this chap's just reminded me. And their energy just rubs off. So, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, um, it, I know they certainly um, encourage me and, and push me along. So, mm. yeah. There's, uh, I think it's, there's lots of win mm. for everybody as far as your experience of doing this. Looking at it from, um, you know, someone listening in who's running a small business or who's running a business, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe not thought of this as an approach or has, but how to make this work well? What would you uh, suggest to someone is some, mm. some important tips that you've learned in your time of you know recruiting interns over the last few years? Oh, um, I'd say think about what work you're going to give them before you do anything else. Where are they going to fit in? Who can they work with? If there's, there's nothing I can give them straight away that they can work with on their own. So mm-hmm. who, who are they going to work with? So think about that a little bit more before you um, before you get started. Um, don't be afraid to not employ anyone. Mm-hmm. So um, somebody sat not too far away from me said to me once, it's better not to employ somebody into a role who's the wrong person for that role than not to fill the role at all. You know, so... And be, so be be prepared that even though you've gone to the effort, if, the, if, the, if there isn't the, the right intern, don't don't just go to fill the seat. I think that that first point about real thinking, planning, mm. preparing, the clarity piece around making sure there is something to do, mm. you know there's a need, you know that you've got the resource to help support that person as well so that when they're here, they will be given the guidance because, as you said, they won't be able to do the work to begin with on their own. Yeah. And I absolutely agree that mantra of, you know, don't recruit anyone just because they're the best user on the day. Make sure you get it right mm. and get the right person for your organisation when you're actually doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, absolutely. I mean, I give a practical example. I met a, a young lady and she, she blew me away. She was amazing. She was like... Um, really, really good. Had screwed on, done all these extra things. Awesome, but um, I thought I'm not going to be able. Am I going to be able to keep her occupied with the work? And is she really a software dev? I saw her more as she was very soon going to be in position of running a team, project managing projects. And I wasn't in the. I really wasn't looking for that. I was looking mm. for a, a, someone to code. And, 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 and speak to clients but, but speak to clients in code not from projects yet so um, yeah so be prepared to like if somebody's really impressive and you will meet them you know just keep thinking well, what do I actually need mm. have a clear idea of what you need so make sure it's the right person mm. yeah. rather than simply someone who's super impressive that you think actually I'll just recruit them because they're brilliant mm. recruit the right person for the role yeah yeah that's fabulous it's a huge topic and again um, in a very challenging labour market as far as employers are concerned where we've got a considerable skill shortage I think it's absolutely a great option for employers to be looking at in terms of some really keen uh, passionate driven individuals who want an opportunity to learn providing provided you can give them that supportive environment, the interns are really well worth looking at. And I've really enjoyed listening to your experiences of sharing what you've done and your successes with interns, Ian. So thanks very much, indeed for that. Um, There is only one thing left for us to do, which is that in all of our podcasts, we have to 
finish off with uh, finish the sentence. So yeah. you can pick at random here. Okay. What have you got? To be a great leader, you must inspire the people under you. Excellent. What a succinct answer. Actually, can I do that again? Yeah, you Because under you sounds like... all sorts of connotations. Yeah. Yeah. Inspire the people you work with. Fabulous. Thank you for that. And to be fair, you may not know that I also have to do one of these, which always causes me great joy. Um, I would tell 16-year-old me... Oh, that's a good one. ...that life goes incredibly quickly. Mm. and enjoy every moment you possibly can. Second that. I've really enjoyed speaking with you today, and thank you very much indeed again, and I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to you. Now it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity.